0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening around the world. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Alexander, and you're listening to another episode of Ivy Exec Insights, a weekly podcast brought to you by Ivy Exec, an elite network of global thought leaders. You can visit us at ivyexec.com and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. The topic of today's episode is creating your North Star, how to land job offers with meaning. With our guest Anish Majumdar, career coach and expert in the hidden job market. You can check out his free career videos and training at helloanish.com and connect with him on LinkedIn to receive daily career tips and advice that actually work. Uh, in this session we will discuss how to create a North Star that accurately answers the question what types of roles should I be going after and industries should IB targeting, uh, how to tap into true power of what you're bringing to the table and communicate it in a way that gives you an unbeatable edge over the competition, as well as how to avoid uh, compromising your values and maintain integrity throughout every stage of the hiring process. Well, enjoy the show!
1: Thank you to each and every one of you out there who took time out of your busy day to come learn with me. I know something about you, which is that if, if this topic is what made you say, hey, you know what? I got to take extra time away from my family. I got to take extra time away from the boss or today's sort of action items, which are never-ending, to do this, then you've got some fire inside of you. You've got some hunger inside of you. And um, I've been working around the clock here uh, over these last couple of days to lift the lid on what you need to do to really find that sense of meaning in your career. It's not something that you can plan your way to. This is what I've discovered over the course of 10 plus years as a career coach, coaching senior executives, people with hunger, people with amazing yet sometimes surprising backgrounds rapidly make progress, whether it's another job, revitalized career prospects, whatever. What I have found is that ego And qualifications and playing the the rat race game, that is not the way to end up at age 50, 60, 70, however long you wanna take it, feeling as though you don't have any regrets. I have been lucky in my line of work because in working with people, I get to see people's journeys play out, not just over two years, not just over five years, sometimes 30, 40, 50 years. And so I can see the theories people will bring into the table Play out over a long period of time. I have seen the flash in the pans. I have seen the people who have gone into it for the wrong reasons or the people who have adopted uh, what I call a false survival mentality, which we'll talk about. I've seen them go off the rails. And the time and time again, the people that I have seen do the best, the people who, you know, let's face it, uh, end their lives in the kind of situation with a sense of purpose and meaning that we all want, right? Every time I've seen those people, the recurring theme I've seen in their careers has been that they have been willing to sacrifice certain short-term things for long-term impact. They have been driven by something greater than just a job title, compensation, all of uh, of that, even though all of those things come as byproducts. And so I want to show you why this path is so valuable, and I want to really show you why not only can you use this today now to get to where you're going whether it's getting that new job whether it's putting yourself in a better position to make a a strategic pivot or level up in terms of your your seniority level whatever it is that you're trying to do i want to show you why this is a great way to do it and i want to not only show you how to identify what's necessary right now to get some initial clarity in terms of hey you know, out of a thousand different options here, what exactly do I need to be doing right now to make headway and get those calls, get those interviews on the table? Because truly know this, and I'm warning you right now for all of you out there who are better planners than doers. Okay. I, I, I grew up a shy introverted Indian kid. Um, I'm still that on some level. Um, and so when I say sorry, introverts and excuse makers in this slide, I, I'm, I'm referring just as much to myself as anyone else here. I'm an introvert and I'm an expert at using my brain to put off taking action and coming up with good excuses. That's not what's going to happen here. That is not what you're going to come away with in this presentation. If, if all you do is spend an hour with me here learning some great things, some good to know things, and then you go on with your day then I have failed in my job as a coach, because my job is to free people. And there is no freedom unless people are willing to take certain actions, unless people are, are willing to challenge themselves and challenge their own limitations. And so I'm going to show you step by step, what are the major questions you should be asking yourself, how you can apply the things that you're learning to supercharge your brand and how you can initiate dialogue and get a pipeline going of the right people so that you're taking a more entrepreneurial approach here towards presenting and towards closing opportunities. I'm going to come back to this idea, but I want you to remember that 80% of all opportunities out there, um, never make it to a job posting. And, 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 Pursuing the meaning path is exactly the tack you need to take if your primary interest is to say, you know what, forget about these HR people. Forget about these 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 recruiters and and trying to, to fit myself into uh, a box that I'm never going to fit. You know, I never played that game. That was never my driver. Um, I'm going to show you exactly what you need to do there. My job is to free people. That, that's, that's what took me from a, an actor and then a journalist and a writer and an author into career coaching. I didn't always have dreams of being a career coach, but I saw a clear need. And What got me absolutely furious was seeing people who have these amazing journeys. They have these incredible, incredible histories. They have amazing value to offer, and they feel powerless when they're at a fork in the road. Because no one has ever showed them or told them that, hey, you know what? Ninety percent of what we've been taught in terms of what works and what doesn't, it's wrong, you know, or it's incomplete. Uh, and 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 the best you have is to sort of just say, hey, I just want this torture to be over as soon as possible, and I and and I um, will put up with anything in in the interim. I want to take you away from that, and I want to show you uh, a different way of doing this that gets you away from it. Um, Rachel was very good about introducing me and, and giving you the the backstory in terms of who I am. So I'm not going to go over that. Um, I just will tell you that one of the main things I'm known for is creating something called the linked hired system. That's an end-to-end solution I've created for people who are in the midst of generating opportunities to completely skip things like job posting, cold networking, all of that stuff in favor of a more active approach that brings these these, uh, calls, opportunities, relationships into your pipeline. If you do all of what I'm about to teach you here right, that should be your number one play. Um, And um, I know... And I hope this resonates with you when I tell you that I am not to the manner born in any of this. Um, I'm not to the manner born with the majority of the people I work with. I don't have their background. Sometimes I don't have their perspective, but I have felt powerless. And I have felt um, that awful feeling in the pit of my stomach when I have to look at myself in the mirror and I have to say, do I tell uh Aaron, um, that we're not going to be able to pay the mortgage this month or next month. Uh, do I tell her that the reason that I, I, uh, that we haven't paid the preschool tuition check, um, uh, uh, it, it wasn't just me forgetting. Um, but because we couldn't do it, that we were waiting on some money that somehow I have to scrabble together. I know what that desperation feels like. And, and I want to get people out of that. Too many people don't too many people. They absorb the myth of survival. And to me, survival should be a curse word along with every other one that you're familiar with. Because when you talk to someone's career, you know, when you talk about their background, what they want, what moves them, and they're like, "Hey, I don't want to think like that. You know, I'm not like that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just here to get by. I'm just here to survive." I promise you, that is the highest that person is ever going to go. You cannot make it to the heights of whatever you're envisioning if you're stuck in a survival mindset, and there is no safety there. The best way to protect where you are right now, is to actively try to grow it to the next level. That is the only insurance that you have because if you stay and you say to yourself, okay, and I've heard all of these, okay? I've heard every excuse under the book. For why someone shouldn't take the action that they really should. Um, one of the main ones is, hey, you know what, Anish, I'm not interested in uh, going up to that level because I don't want to lead people at that level. You know, I'm an individual contributor. Great. So start looking at paths that reward that at a higher level. Or, you know, Anish, you know, I've got a good thing going at this company. You know, I don't want to rock the boat. I've got a promotion coming. Yeah, you do coming a promotion coming to me is is like um, one of those. Uh, fake checks I get in the mail, you know, that says I've won $30,000. You know what I mean? It's it's worth about that much. If you really want to make sure that you get that promotion come year end time, what you need to do is aggressively go out there, present, get some other offers on the table, have a realistic understanding of what your market value is, because most people are leaving behind three to 5% in additional earning income for every additional year past the first two years at a company. So that is almost guaranteed happening. And that's magnifying year, 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 year. So almost for sure, if you've gotten a little too complacent at your, at your job, I'm telling you, you can make, along with greater fulfillment, way more money if you just start aggressively looking at it. So let's say you do none of that. Let's say you say, you know what? Where I am right now is roughly where I want to be. I've got other priorities in life. which I I can appreciate, you know, my, my favorite thing is hanging out with my three sons um, getting wrestled, even though I'm, I'm feeling old because I'm feeling tinges in my back here uh, when we are doing our wrestling, that uh, it may not be around for too long. Uh, But, uh, but I, I, I I know what it's like to have other priorities, but I I really just want to get this message across to you. Okay. That if you just stay where you are, um, you're not staying in place things are gradually being eroded away from you. Uh, It's just happening over a slow period of time. And so if I, I, and I want you to look at the people in your life who have done that, um, I want you to look at the people in your life, and I have close family members who have done this, okay? So I see the the, the effects of this. I want you to look at the lives of people who have said, this is enough in this area. I don't want to look at it. Don't bother me or or get in the way by telling me that there's another path or anything like that. I just want to do it. What happens is things start getting taken out in bits and pieces. Beyond the fact that what you what did it for you today is almost guaranteed not going to do it five years or 10 years from now, but beyond that fact, little things, they're making compromises. Oh. I I can, I, can, I can do away with that. Oh, I don't really need this. Oh, you know what? Who needs that in retirement anyway? I've got more frugal sort of means and, and, and expectations. And what they do is they realign their worldview in a more limited, narrow frame as though that is what they always wanted so that they can justify the things that are being taken out in bits and pieces. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're an adult and you have been out there You know what I mean. There are sneaky ways in which your life can get completely taken away from you. And one of the most powerful hedges against that is to take a few steps out beyond what you're comfortable with and see, guess what? You might discover as I did that I was way more comfortable chatting with executives and closing deals and doing those things than I ever was as an administrative assistant looking for a 10 hour job, you know? I still questioned my self-worth every time I got rejected for those. But the thing is, you gotta put yourself into a different environment first, right? And a huge focus for me been helping people do just that all right so some specifics of what we're going to be going over here um and i encourage you uh turn off those put on that do not disturb on your phone turn off notifications have a note uh taking thing you can be old school like me and have a legal pad or you can just have an ms word document whatever you got have that up give me your full attention and the the last thing i'm going to suggest before we jump into this is pull up your linkedin profile um everything i teach people on the relationship building side is geared towards linkedin i mean it's it's the primary channel these days um and so i want you to have your profile up even if it embarrasses you hey i'm not looking at it right this is just for your eyes only okay so have that up all right some of the specifics how to quickly create a north star that answers the question what types of roles should i be going after um, paralysis analysis is not my game uh, i believe in something called the minimum effective dose which means that when i'm when my goal is to say broader impact i want to achieve these types of roles i want that level of impact i don't need to spend a whole week and i shouldn't spend a whole week going through every possible permutation every possible need i am not here to have a heart to heart with myself all i need is the bare minimum amount of of intelligence which i'm about to show you how to get uh, both clarity within yourself and clarity in terms of what your competitors are doing that will enable you to take step two and then step three. So I'm going to show you the absolute minimum that you got to have. Okay. And that doesn't mean you're not going deep. That doesn't mean you're not really asking yourself hard questions here, but it does mean that you're not overthinking it. Okay. That, that part of your brain is not your friend right now. When you're sussing out what the right meaning play is boats versus beacons, one of the most Crucial aspects of what I teach my private clients. Um, I want you to understand this because if you get it, it's going to change the way that you look at every single challenge and opportunity that you face on the career side moving forward. How to transform a static work history into core stories that bring your unique worth and value to the the forefront. This is not about um, answering a preset bunch of questions. This is not about um, being dry and formal. That's what companies would have you do. Why do you think that, that the companies that you don't want to be working for anyway, um, uh, why do you think they're they're so hardcore about not giving you a say or having these one-sided video interviews and stuff? Why? They want to commoditize you. They know that if you start talking to them like a human being who, has, who doesn't just have qualifications, but has a struggle, a story, a perspective, a vision, a love of what they do, oh boy, it's really hard to reject this person. And it's hard to extricate their skill set from their perspective and their greater value. I'm all about that. I'm all about disrupting what they want so that we can do what we need to do to to achieve these outcomes. So I'm going to show you the role the right stories are going to play in that room so that it's not just about resume, LinkedIn, and these forward-facing aspects. Those parts need to work. I'm going to show you actual examples, and I'm going to show you you in the next few minutes actual samples from work I've done with clients uh, to to give you a a pretty clear picture there. But the stories are what make it really pop in the room room. One right story thought out beforehand to figure out what am I trying to say? What's the end goal? What am I trying to express? It can turn a red flag into a positive. I could be speaking to you right now, and I could be a um, chronically un- uh, underemployed actor who never really made that much, really, who who, who went into uh, journalism and had some high-profile pieces, but again, never really earned as much as he should have and had all sorts of insecurity to a guy who wrote a book and, and saw that published, a novel uh, that did underwhelming business to a career coach. Or... I could be whatever it is it, it was in your mind that made you feel credible, that made you feel like, okay, this guy gets it and this guy can help me, right? The only difference is that I've crafted the narrative in, in situation two. I set up the right beacons, which I'm gonna be talking about, to give you the right first impression so that when you're we're talking together, when we're having this this uh, presentation moment here, I don't have to do everything from scratch. I can actually just move right into the, the, the meat of it. Um, how to negotiate and close with integrity. Um, this might seem a little weird for a presentation that has to do with, with meaning and finding meaning. But to me, I've never seen someone maintain meaning um, when they can't hold their head up and say, yeah, um, I stood up for myself. Yeah, today I, I, um, I stood up for me, my family, my kids, and I achieved an outcome that's going to positively impact our lives and our quality of living. If all you do is you end up making compromises, where is the meaning here? Where is it? Um, So I want to show you some things that you can do uh, to safeguard yourself around that in the end stages. If you're not confident about that and you feel like, hey, you know, I have no problem getting into the mix, you know, in terms of chatting about pain and all the rest. But I, I really have a problem there. This is really going to come in handy. All right. Step one. Create your North Star. What we're gonna go through here is a series of rapid fire questions. And what I want you to do is you can either have a notepad and just jot down your answer, don't overthink it, okay? Because we're gonna go through it pretty quickly um, and then return to it. Uh, You can return to it at a later date. Um, Or you can, uh, if you have something like the Voice Memo app on your phone, you can use this right now and then basically for every answer, just verbalize it, you know, say what comes to mind. Um, All right, just remember, Uh, For all of you out there that are waiting for belief, okay, belief follows action. It's not the other way around, okay? You cannot spend your life waiting for the time when you feel like a VP to go after a VP role, okay? You've got to start figuring that out right now. You've got to take a couple of actions, but here's the magic. All right. There has been times in my life where I've walked into a job interview um, and my hands have been shaking and and my voice has been shaking uh, because they don't know or, you know, or I'm trying to hide how desperately I need this. Right. How if I don't do this, I don't know what's going to happen. Um Interesting thing, by the way, about success, isn't it? That the, the, the minute people think that you're succeeding, you've always su- succeeded. But in my, in my mind, I've spent the bulk of my life unsuccessful. It's just recent history that things have been different, but here's the, the magic. Okay. You're nervous. You don't know what to do. You feel like, Oh my God, I feel like a fool. I'm I'm stretching way beyond my comfort zone here, but people register the action. And even if you haltingly take a new action, people don't register the fact that, it was halting and you were hesitating. What they pick up on is the action. What you get credit for is the action. And I promise you this, the minute you see a different response for an email, a different response on your resume, a different response in the room in terms of what you do, that is going to go right to the heart of you. And that action is going to be infinitely easier to take tomorrow. Three to four changes are going to completely change the trajectory of your career prospects right now, but it requires a willingness to take those actions first. Small actions, massive momentum. Question number one, okay, uh, you're going to see five things here. I want you to number them one to five in terms of how important they are for your next opportunity, whatever that is, okay, whatever you're currently thinking of. And here they are, okay, you can't have the same order of importance. One of these things has to be number one, one of these things has to be number two, so on and so forth. Okay, higher pay, becoming an executive slash leveling up, high level of growth slash newness at work, better work-life flexibility. Yeah. That's not, not something you should ever be ashamed of. Uh, yeah. There are times in your life when that needs to air more on the side of life over work. Um, and number five, enjoying the people I work with. Okay. So just flash, you're looking at those. What are the most important things that pop out? Don't give me the, you know, don't, don't put the politically correct answer on there. Okay. Put the one that actually moves your heart and soul. If you can't be honest with yourself, even if it is, yeah, I need to make money, okay? I've, I've been sacrificing for the last five years. It's time to get that money up to the six figures finally, or, or seven figures, or whatever that is. Say it now. It's, it's for your eyes only here. Question number two, okay? What do I really excel at? I want you to list the first three to four skills that come to mind, okay? Uh, one clue here is what do co-workers, uh, peers, people you respect, potential mentors, uh, what do they call out? Um, a lot of times we don't Grant, Correct appreciation to certain skills uh, that we should. Um, I know that for way too long. uh, This is probably a holdover from my acting days. Uh, You know, for me, everything was heart, everything was emotion. You know, I had to feel it. I was the opposite of the belief versus actions part, right? I I was just if if I didn't feel it, I wasn't doing it, and disaster loomed at every stage. And when I when I hit a couple of disappointments, um, that was the first moment in my life. I I remember this so clearly. God, what a miserable day. Uh, around 2014, um, I checked the royalty statements for the novel that I had written that had taken me eight years to write and get published, right? This is make or break. i had been telling my wife, my family, right? All the sacrifices, all the debt, this is all going to be erased once this book hits the market. I look at it. I'm not exaggerating. It was a three-figure return on the royalty. so it was like about a hundred and seven. It was one hundred and seventy-six dollars, I believe. I made that month, and so looking at that depressing number, th- that was where the other side of myself kicked in—the analytical side, the 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 side that can handle himself well under pressure—and it's like that person took ownership for a while and said, okay, Anish, okay, emotions, take a seat for a second, okay? Uh, Just sit down. Um, uh, We're going to make the decisions for a while, okay? And uh, hey, Anish, free of inspiration here, can you just tell me, out of all the things that you're doing in your life, what's actually making you money? What's actually putting money into the bank account so you can feed your kids and you can actually do that? And 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 I was looking at um, what I was doing, in, in, in the seeds of what I was doing as a career coach. And I looked at that with no inspiration. And I said, hey, can we magnify this? Can we make this bigger? Can we make more money by providing way more value to these people? And in even though the beginning was so humble, so non-inspired, I found greater meaning walking that path than I have in any other sense. So now I know that I am agnostic when it comes to my skills. OK, if if you're strong at it, put it down right now. All right. Next one. What would be the fastest way to leverage my strengths to advance my career? OK, again, be agnostic here. Um, You know, if you're, uh, you know, in IT or you're in project management and every single one of your competitors one level up has a PMP certification and you've been um, holding off on it because you don't want to do it, I'm here to tell you. It's not that hard to get a PMP certification, okay? It is time for you to sit down and get it. It is time for you to do that. So I want you to write down what are the clearest, most obvious ways, okay? If you wanted to advance quickly using the skill set that you have right now, what would it be? Training, moving industries, finally moving away from the startup world into something more established, moving away from investment banking into something that that applies. How do you want to do this, right? What's the fast way? using a 100% scale, okay, on a, like like basically a split, like 50-50, 70-30, what would be the split between the following? And I want you to really seriously consider these ideas as separates and put up 60-40, whatever it is, 70-30 split for each of these, okay? Number 1. How important is it to you that you be considered an expert in something, an unquestioning authority in something versus a generalist? Um, number 2. How important is continual movement and challenge? That feeling that at least 30% plus of your job is new year in, year out, year in, year out, and the challenges are mounting, which oftentimes means that you're moving between companies a lot faster. How important is that? And feeling that sense of boom, 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 for a lot of people who are eyeing the CEO's uh, title. Uh, you know, as their kind of end goal, they're strategically breaking things up like that. You know, they they got like a a path of six or seven years. They've cleared it with their spouses where they're like, look, the adversity is going to be high. We got some money. The adversity is going to be high. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be moving quick, 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 quick. I'm going to be taking risks here so that I can broaden my perspective. The, one of the marks of a great CEO, in my opinion, is, is not the fact that they're an expert in 500 different things. It's the fact that they know enough to be dangerous across every major lever of a business. And so a lot of people are, you know, who have that are, are trying to do that. So a continual movement and challenge would be a path like that versus compounding impact and scale. What do you miss out when you're moving quick like that? Well, you certainly miss out oftentimes on the fulfillment of seeing something that you and your team did play out over three or four years. You know, you you, you miss having that ability. Um, and yes, it still exists to, to you cynics out there and survivalists out there. Yes, there are still companies that care. Yes, there are still companies that actually value and are even th- though they came to it from a cold hearted perspective, they've gotten to a place of actually rewarding people and, um, and having them stick around. I was recently chatting with a client uh, who was interviewing, uh, had a group interview um, with some senior leadership there. And the average tenure at that company was 14 years. That's the average. So is it the norm? Of course not. There's tons of others that, that, that buck that, but it absolutely is there. And if it's important to you, you deserve to seriously look at that. You deserve to have that conversation first with yourself, then with your loved ones, then, you know, with the ones who are going to be impacted. Um, here's here's the uh, uh, point number four. Manager of others versus individual contributor. Now's the time to really get real with yourself, okay? Do, do you, when you think about the road ahead, do you fundamentally look at it as impact change that you make? You know, do you look at and do you feel most in the flow when you're operating in that individual contributor capacity? Or do you feel the most alive, the most impactful when you're driving people, when you're moving people to something, when you see the rewards and the emanations there? Um, What's most important to you? And how would you you put that split? Finally, this is a hard one, okay? Mentored advancement versus self-directed advancement. And let me just explain what I mean there, okay? Not everyone needs a coach. Um, <laughs> I know that's anathema for me to say it's like a therapist, being like, not everyone needs therapy. Uh, excuse me, but I'm just gonna take a sip of my uh, you know hot pink uh, energy drink there. Um, mentored advancement um, versus self-directed advancement. Some people don't need coaching at at, at a certain point in their lives. Some at, at a certain point, what they need to do is they need to move fast. They need to move hard, or maybe they need to become that leader to others. Right? So it's less important at certain stages in your life than others. But if right now you felt that, you know, if I'm being honest about my career, the, the, so much of my time has been spent, um, like just trying to figure this out, just trying to to, to piece it together. What I need is someone who's gonna be able to see, hey, here's where you are, here's where you can go long-term. And I know that's what we're trying to do over the course of this hour, but of course there's a depth that uh, a coach or a boss or someone that you respect has that can play out over years sometimes uh, that is a different form of impact. So if that's important to you, mark that high on your scale. Ultimate impact you'd like to make. Don't overthink it, okay? What's the ultimate impact you wanna make? What is the the goal? For me, I wanna impact as many people as I can to free them and empower them by giving them total control over their careers. I want them to essentially be able to walk away from anything at any time, at any moment, and not feel like they're not gonna be able to live up to their obligations and not feel like they're gonna be able to grow. All they're gonna do is target a new group of people Put a few things into play, a few messages into play, the brand and their perspective and their face-to-face will take care of the rest. That is what I do. What is the ultimate impact you want to make here? And here's, here's, here's a, a clue, okay? If, if, if the ultimate impact you're going for is relegated to an industry, you're not looking at it high level enough, okay? If what you're trying to do can only work in IT, can only work in investment banking, can only work in marketing and PR, you're not thinking big enough. Now is the time to think bigger. I want you to think to when you're going to be on your deathbed, and I think about that so much more now as a father to kids uh, than I ever did before. You know, I was the kid. You know, when I was 20, 21, I would give my parents a heart attack because I would just saunter across the 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 crosswalk without thinking about cars. Do you? Th- I would never do that now, not least of which is because if that ended up killing me, my wife would kill me again for just being an idiot and squandering my life in that way. So I think about mortality, okay? And so I'm telling you, you, you want to dream big here. You want to have something that's going to be a shield against every piece of adversity you're going to find. And you want something that is going to inspire you so that when you're burning the midnight oil... When you need to, you know, and as I've done, you're only seeing a small portion of this This is my office. I've slept at my office. Okay. You know, um, um, I, I, I've tried to get naps basically for 20, 30 minutes, even though I've been so exhausted and kind of nodding out and continuing Why? It's not, it's not, it's a pleasure for me to do what I do, you know, and and that comes because I truly feel like I'm making a difference in people's lives. And I used to consider myself such a selfish SOB for so much of my earlier life that no one was more surprised than me at that, you know, uh, and, and, and so I, I, now's the time to really think about that. Finally, what worries me moving into this? Okay between you and me, okay, what gives you pause? Do you feel like you're too old to go after what you're after? Do you feel like you've had just a few too many supply chain and logistics roles in your resume and you feel like you're always gonna be known as the supply chain and logistics guy? You know, do you feel like you've never really had a fair shot? You know, that you've always had to make a hiring decision based on a compromise, right? What is it? You know, know, what makes you feel like this is not going to work? Um, I like to own that. You know, I like to see it in front of me, in front of my own eyes so that so that you're not going to surprise me. You're not going to you know, throw me for a loop here. And now that we know that and now that we have that moment of honesty, um, we can move forward without fear. Um, here's here's something I, I really want you to know. And I'm going to show you something just straight from my from my client work in, in about 45 seconds. Um, you're doing this work, right? You're figuring it out, right? You're figuring out, okay, these are my main drivers. These are the things that concern me. These are the things that are important to me. Yes, these are what you've jotted down here. You should keep returning to at every stage as you pursue new opportunities and fill it in, right? You know, challenge them, see what actually works, see what's not. Don't be afraid to change these criteria as you learn about what's actually out there. I can't tell you how many people I've coached over the years that, um, excuse me, that, um, that, have a, a goal in their mind, you know, like Facebook, man, Facebook's my dream. If I get in, well, maybe not these days, but you know, uh, let's say Facebook was your, was your dream company, right? Like that's, that's what you want to be a part of. That's, that's great. Okay. So, uh, you start doing this stuff. And this is why over-planning is a mistake. You do enough to get yourself into the mix. You do enough to set up your resume, your LinkedIn, so that it's attractive to senior executives at tech companies with a perspective similar to a place like Facebook. You use that to proactively make connections with senior executives there, initiate dialogue with one of them. Now you're exploring a role, but uh-oh, here's the problem. In On this day, in this situation for this role, this is exactly the worst mistake you can make in terms of of what to to get next. That's why you can't plan your way to to meaning, right? And so beyond looking at that and beyond looking at at these points of meaning, you've probably, if you're looking at the way forward, you've probably been looking at some job titles. Probably you've been looking at a couple of job postings. If you're not, now would be the time to start. Don't bother with Monster, Indeed, any of those places. Look up job postings on LinkedIn because number one, you're you're going to get more intelligence. 99.9% of jobs nowadays are, are posted there if they're in job posting mode. And number three, you're going to have more options if you pull it up on LinkedIn. So, so start getting into that habit of doing that, but don't stop there. That's where most people stop and it's a big mistake because you cannot get an accurate read of what is required at the level that you're targeting just by looking at job postings. They vary all across the map. They ask you for things that have no bearing on what you need to do there. And they will make you feel insecure more than they'll feel confident. Here's what you need to do. In addition to what we're talking about here, and you can pull it up on your LinkedIn profile. And by the way, uh, to everyone taking this right now, uh, you're taking this, you're getting value from this. Take a moment to pull up my profile on LinkedIn. Uh, you can put in Anish, A-N-I-S-H, Majumdar. Um, I I should be the first person that you see there. Um, connect with me. Um, I share daily uh, career tips, advice, uh, with people right there. And it's, it's stuff that, that you are not going to get from anywhere else, because I don't believe in 95% of the crap that is being peddled, uh, by career coaches and experts, quote unquote, out there. All right. So beyond that, right. I want you to start looking at the profiles of people who have those th- th- those roles. If you don't know what the roles are, what you, would, what you would do here, and you can do this as I'm saying it using LinkedIn, okay? If you're looking at LinkedIn right now, there's a search bar up top. If you click on that and you click on people or you click on that little microscope icon, you're gonna be taken to what's called a people search. Up on the top, you're going to click all filters. And what you're going to do is you're going to put in a couple of basic criteria, okay? What are some industries you're targeting? What's the general location? You can keep it US if you're based in the US, like you can keep it confined to the to the country. And then if you've got titles, you can run searches using titles. Like what you would do is you would hit apply and LinkedIn will pull up a big, huge search results thing there. Um, you could start with your first degrees if you've got a network going, or you can jump right to second degrees if you don't. And and, and what you're going to do is you're going to start looking at people who have those titles. You're gonna And, and, if, you, and if you have a limited amount of, of information about that, you're going to use keywords instead. Here's a clue, okay? If you're an executive of, 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 of any Stripe, you can't go wrong by having the word strategic planning as one of your keywords. You can't go wrong by having leadership. You can't go wrong by having program management, right? You can't go wrong if you're in IT by having IT strategy or enterprise architecture, right? So so you probably have a couple of these keywords. Here's a tip. Look at your profile, your actual LinkedIn profile. Go down to the featured skills and endorsements. See what people have have endorsed you for. You've got enough keywords right there. And you're going to start using those to pull up the profiles of targets, okay? And you're going to see the same people pop up in that top 1% to 3%.